Hey everybody, I'm Lance Johnson. I'm one of the coaches here at Agency Hacker, and I am back again with Kel Drappen. Kel is the founder and the CEO of Intricate uh, Ideas and Marketing Agency. Really thrilled to have you, Kel. Welcome. Thanks for having me here, Lance. Yeah, this is going to be fun. So, Kel, you are based in uh, a little bit south of Manila in the Philippines, right? Yep. And so I imagine your work schedule is crazy. It's you know, almost eight o'clock here. So it's got to be, I don't know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock there. Uh, it's 10 p.m. here. Yeah. 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah. You're a hard worker. And uh, I am really excited to have you. I wanted to hear a little bit about how you started your agency and when you got your start. All right. So Intricate Ideas, I just uh, started, uh, we founded uh, last I think that's February 2020 in the midst of pandemic. So that's February 2020. So we started to, me and my wife started the agency because um, clients keep coming on the pipeline. So we can't handle anymore uh, as much as we want to juggle things like the, the workload, but things getting worse, the, the quality get compromised. So that's, the, that's the, really the factor why we decided to uh, come up to start an agency and apart from that we we have a full-time job back then but um, it's really the having uh, clients in the pipeline that makes us really busy and that's why she decided to quit her uh, full-time job so she's working in a corporate company San Miguel corporations she's been there uh, for almost 10 years oh wow and in the midst of pandemic, um, she decided to join with me. I work as a freelancer for more than five years. And I have a few clients working, uh, some short, uh, short uh, uh, requests for our um, like clients that are long-term and some are just uh, project-based. But then um, the, 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 the freelancing journey really grows up so i decided that as much as i want to work on it alone but i find it really hard so i decided to uh why not we get some um freelancers to work for us to help us and just that time we decided to come up with what's the name of the agency what's the services that we can offer and yeah it really up until now we're we're on our second uh year and Thank God we have uh, a sustainable uh, agency. We have clients keep coming on our pipeline, long-term uh, projects. So that's make, uh, that is really our uh, source of income right now. Oh, that's exciting. So with, with your projects, do you, I know you guys have a wide range of services. Is there anything that accounts for more work than the rest? Like anything that's more common project-wise for you all to do? Right now, we focus on uh, video editing, like um, mostly for uh, like video ads, reels. Um, we also do website, like uh, WordPress, website, Shopify sites for our uh, clients. And my wife handles the, the most of the social media tasks. Like uh, right now, she has uh, four freelancers working for her, helping her on the uh, most of the wellness uh, niche, 
uh, clients and right now I'm work I focus on automotive uh, industry I have clients in uh, I have clients in Texas I have clients in Canada uh, she focused more more on the Asian side like um, mostly from Hong Kong uh, Taiwan so those are just some of uh, our gigs that's neat so for the clients in Texas or in Canada are these automotive shops or are they um where yeah, you just they, do monthly stuff for them um basically what we normally uh create for them like video reels for some of the if you're familiar with uh ppf paint protection film for uh, uh, uh car enthusiasts we also do some video ads for uh window tinting a ceramic coating and some sort of uh like a uh, automotive repair. Nice. So do you guys uh, create the ads and then run the ads like you do the media buying as well? Or is that something another agency does? I uh, know. Um, we just do the, the, the video then they just set up the ad. Okay. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. And so what's an average client? I know we talked to some people and they have clients, the average client's $50,000. Some people, the average client's $500. Where Where's an average client size fall for you all? Right now, we're just at the startup. Uh, like we, we just need to establish a portfolio because we're just in the second year. So, just at the bracket of five hundred to thousand uh, client, but we're looking forward to with the next year to have bigger clients. Yeah, yeah. Now, I think that everybody has to start there, right? Where it's like, yeah, you'd love big clients right off the bat, but usually it starts with a few smaller clients. Yeah. And then you can work your way up, right? Where you can, I know at our agency, we had started and it was, I think we charged 10 times less than what we charge today. And it just took time of like increasing prices and finding out the best market to serve and everything like that. So that's yeah. neat. And the good thing for them, like um, most of the clients from the US, they just get some uh, services on the Asian uh, countries so they can uh, cut the cost like if they have to hire an agency uh, in the US like uh, the full range uh, service for video editing uh, ad setup they will cost more than like 10,000 uh, for, uh, for each campaign but right here um, they just uh, they can get the, the full package for our social media postings uh, video ads um, email marketing for only uh, $1,000. Oh, wow. So it's a tenth yeah. of the price. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know the the, the, the currency conversion is uh, as compared yeah. to US versus peso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that makes sense. What What is the currency conversion? How is it? Like right now, it's really, really far like um, $1 right now is 59 pesos for us. But before I, when we started, I I remember that's just fifty pesos is equivalent to one dollar. Wow! So it's like a currency arbitrage where you look at it and and just you know it's it's a frame of reference. I lived in Chile for a little while, and it's always interesting to see like what a lawyer makes per year or what a doctor makes per year or whatever. Yeah. How much in the Philippines? How much do you think like a a you know professional makes in a year a good salary in dollars 
like for a doctor, like let's say the three hundred thousand, maybe like that's around um, three thousand or one thousand five hundred. Yeah, one thousand five hundred dollars is equivalent, like let's say that's a three hundred uh, dollars in peso. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like so yeah, sixty. 300,000 would be 50,000 maybe? I don't know. Let's, I'm, I'm going to Google my conversions. 300,000 Filipino pesos to USD. This is so interesting. Oh, yeah, 5,000. Yep, you're right. I was off by a zero. $5,000. That's crazy. So it's like that's monthly that a doctor would make 300,000 Yeah, pesos. Like, like if you measure it on your currency, yeah, that's just a small cost on your side but for us it's really something that can uh really provide for our family yeah that's great i i think that there's a power to that as well right because it's like uh the world is getting more flat and that there's there are people that uh can say hey i i know how to do this just as well as somebody but my cost of living is lower so the cost goes down and i think it's better for everybody because then it it, it just improves the world economy and uh, I really love that. That's exciting. Yeah, and it's just a break even. If you if you earn that like ten thousand dollars a month, of course the cost of the cost of living there is uh, just a, like a break even or just a decent amount. Yeah, yeah, and it, it just depends on like who. If you live in the United States in New York and you make ten thousand dollars a month, you feel like you made no money right because it's yeah. <laughs> i don't know four thousand dollars for your apartment or san francisco or something and the, some in the united states it happens even in the midwest where people can move to the midwest and keep a tech job and they make they keep way more money because the cost of living is much lower um this is this is like a tangent but i'm just curious with a lot of so you know like we do agency coaching and it's it's gonna it ranges anywhere between like fifty fifteen thousand and sixty thousand dollars a year and I haven't talked to any international clients. Do you, what do you think international clients, like how, how do international clients um, approach like coaching or courses or things like that? And just out of curiosity, like, do you buy a lot of courses um, or yeah, where do you fall on those? I mean, if, if they, they have a course that they just want to outsource for a Filipino agency, I think that we just cost like because uh, if I if I remember I have a client uh, in New York that has a Kajabi website that that she wants to have a video course there and it just cost me six hundred dollars to create videos like I do the um, the transcribing putting some basic uh, logo animation at the end intro outro some background music so that just cost me uh, 600 dollars for a um i think just just 10 videos yeah well i was thinking like what i know for in the us or in europe a lot of people will buy coaching programs or courses is that is common in the philippines i guess is where i'm going like you know if, if do uh, a lot of other entrepreneurs that run agencies do they buy uh I don't know those ten thousand dollar coaching programs. Whatever, like, is that not as common in the Philippines, or is that common still? I mean, there's a lot like Udemy. Um, they just get uh, some short courses there, but that just cost like a 
like a hundred dollar for them but here um like if you mean if you if you buy buy a or avail a course uh, overseas like in the u.s that's really something like uh if i remember i enrolled in digitalmarketer.com um i think that's twenty five thousand or fifteen thousand dollars to twenty five thousand i mean fifteen thousand peso twenty five thousand peso that's just around um hundred yeah one thousand two hundred dollars so no no that's just um six hundred <laughs> yeah 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 seven hundred so that's really a little uh, a little amount of money it's so interesting. Yeah, it's just something that I thought of where it's like, I wonder if currency conversions go, if it makes it so a lot of people wouldn't buy a high ticket program, right? Like if, if uh, HC Hacker, if we said, hey, we're, gonna, we're going to sell the same program that we sell in the US, uh, I wonder if we'd have to lower the prices or, if, you know, something like that. Because in the US, it'd be like, well, yeah, $15,000 US is, is a significant investment, but it's not like a deal breaker, right? Versus some of the folks that maybe in the Philippines, you'd be like, well, $15,000, that's a lot of money, right? Um, yeah, because that was 15, 60. It's like, oh goodness, 750,000 pesos or something like that. Um, like just, it's just nearly a million. Yeah, yeah 60, yeah, 900,000. Sorry, yeah, it's 900,000 pesos. So you'd be like, wow, 900,000 pesos, like that's a lot of pesos. Anyway, that's just a fun tangent. It made me think of it. So back to your agency, you uh, you guys provide a lot of different services, and you're and you're figuring out what you'd want to work on. Or is your plan to be a general agency, or you're going to have some specific services that you think you're going to specialize in? Or what's the what's the roadmap for Intricate Ideas? Back then, uh, we started Intricate. That's why it is called Intricate. We mainly focus on eight services. But uh, on our second year, we just got it into four major, like, uh, what what services are we confident to offer to our clients? And right now, we just, uh, uh, we made it for, like, we have social media, we have website design, we have um, uh, design and branding, and the other one is, um, Yeah, social media marketing, video editing, design and branding, and website design. So those our those are our uh, core services right now, and we are confident to offer this to our clients because um, um, we package it in a way that that our clients are uh, getting our services, like uh, they they get the social media package and they they don't have a website, so we offer them to. Uh, yeah, we, we can create a website for you. We can optimize all the contents there. We can help you with the the uh, optimization, the setup of your campaign, social media. So we upsell all, all our services. We also do the design and branding. So right now, the roadmap is really like we, we scale slowly, but um, year by year, we're looking to increase uh, on a product. Uh, profitability side like right now we are earning a six digit uh, amount in peso like we if we're earning right now two hundred thousand or two hundred fifty thousand 
in the next year we we are looking to earn like 350 so that those are our milestone but right That's... now on our second year we are just um uh focusing on the system like the 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 system on our manpower uh, or on the admin the payroll because right now yeah. we, we we have a uh, we have like six uh, people working for us and what we really want like my wife and I talking like uh, earlier uh, we we have to have this system because that system is our asset in our mm, yeah let's just yeah. focus on the let's just focus on the system before we look on the the bigger things like on the profitability but um we have this milestone of um at the end of the year everything is set up like the system um what tracking tool are they going to use what project management tool they're going to use um what is the process the end-to-end -end process when it comes to client acquisition uh, lead generation so everything uh Good thing we have this uh, uh, slow progress. Like right now, we have a proposal template to send to our clients. Uh, we have an email template to send to our clients. But we're not on the hard sell part right now because we can't handle um, like multiple uh, clients at a time. Right now, um, to be honest with you, our source of um, leads is really on the referral. Especially on our uh, Asian uh, lineup on the clients in Hong Kong, they refer us because they see the result, they see the the work, the quality of the work that we do. It's really on the referral, and good thing we're we're not just uh, we're not on the side of like hard sell thing. Like we do ads to get uh, inquiries, right? But um, good thing we we get uh, enough clients to sustain our uh, agency and to sustain the the, uh, the salary for our freelancers so right now uh, slowly by slowly uh, step by step um, um, there's a bright future for us because <laughs> my wife and I work for this a uh, full-time job like I mentioned earlier we were sitting here for almost we started our day like 9 a.m. to uh, 2 a.m. Wow. Just to um, just to of course we have to maintain the quality of our work for our clients. And we're looking forward to someday we can pay full time for our freelancers. So freelancers to be a full time part of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, those are long hours. That's a that's a very, very long day. Nine AM to two AM. Woo. Yeah, so a couple of questions. First, you mentioned the milestones. That's really great that you all have them mapped out. But where you say, okay, here's the milestones we're hoping to hit. Was it were those? You said two hundred fifty thousand pesos in profit per year, or okay? And so then that's that's I, I like I mean that's monthly. Monthly, okay, monthly. Got it. And so yeah, that that seems like, and that's after paying all your freelancers, and that's like your profit, right? That's great. So how do you guys look at reinvestment? Because this is always a curious thing, right? You got a lot of bottlenecks. Um, yeah. How do you look at reinvestment for uh, maybe even freeing up some of your time so you don't have to work 17 hours a day and instead you work you know, 12, 12 hours a day or something? Um, what, 
you know, you talked about the systems bottleneck um, right now. Like, tell me more about that, right? What are you guys doing to work on that systems bottleneck? Um, yeah. Our action plan for that is um, it's really on the team members. Like, you need to find the, the right person who's going to join you on the ups, ups and downs of your agency. Because, um, I mean, we've worked with different people. They just come and go. They have no passion for what is your vision as an agency. But yeah. um, my wife and I is, uh, spoke about this earlier. Like, we need to find the right people who's going to join us, um, even though they, they're not yet getting uh, that bigger salary for now. But they see the potential of the agency. Then they're going to join us on our uh, vision up until uh, for the next five years that we're going to uh, establish the agency. And we're hoping that someday, this is not just a virtual agency, we're hoping to have a physical office. Because right now, we we have this 30-square-foot uh, 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 office here in, the, in, the, in our house. Like, um, this is, uh, this is uh, enough room for us, like, my wife and I just working here, <laughs> and we have no freelancers working on for us uh, physically. But someday we're looking to get a, a uh, an office to to work with with our uh, freelancers or full time workers, team members, uh, physically. Those are just uh, some of my dreams. But yeah, it's it's feasible. It's doable. It just takes a. Uh, uh, it just takes a. Uh, like a guts or a hard work. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like the hard work part isn't, isn't like what you guys are lacking. You know, you're putting in a lot of hours, a lot of time, like just to, can you walk us through what you spend most of your time doing in a day? Because that, I think that's always interesting to hear like a day in the life of another agency owner. Because right now I only have on my small department, like I handle the website and video department. Um, we have uh, uh, plenty of clients or on our list. We do um, web website design on the WordPress. I do also the Shopify design. So it, it's like I'm juggling uh, things around on myself. And the other two working for me is just a part-time video editor. The other one is just a graphic artist. So I mainly do the the uh, the projects the that really has the weight that I can't just give it to them then work on it. I need to teach them for them to learn how to do those uh, things. But it's really major. Right now I'm in the in the I'm in between like I'm I have this uh, in my mind like how can I teach them when I have no time to to, to teach them. Right. Yeah. And I also ask why? Why do I need to teach them? I need I if I can hire someone who knows how to do it. Right? Bingo. Yeah. And then, then if, if it if it takes a bit of uh, if I need to pay more for them, then go for it. Because we're just just establishing. We need the people uh, with likewise mind, like they can help us. Uh, to think how to do it and not just followers. I think, uh, I don't know if you, if you get what I mean. 
It's yeah, some people do like, really well. Okay. We have to invest on paying uh, experts, not just always like a uh, newbie, right? Yeah. So yeah, I it, think it, that's that makes sense. That's, uh, I think that's the vital part of uh, getting the right person <laughs> for your. Agency. Yeah, that's true, and it's it's like very easy to find someone that follows your instructions exactly, but you want somebody who thinks a little bit for themselves and somebody who is actually going to be a leader in the company. And, and it, really, yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. It's really, it's really tiring to just work for work on the major things uh, you yourself. You need really an expert uh, for, your, uh, for you to propel or to advance your agency or to speed up the things. Like right now, I do the nitty-gritty of doing the the, the basic uh, creating of landing pages, setting up of the um, or updating the plugins of Word the WordPress. Oh so yeah. Like I don't know. Oh my God! I think uh, this is just the phase of a pioneering stage, but I hope in the next year, like I can surpass this, like. I really need to trust people that they can do it too. It's not always me. It's not always um, I can I can trust them. If I can pay them a bit more for 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 me to leverage or get some time to get some clients, then I think that's the best thing to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. That, and that's where it's tricky, right? Because you know you see that you could get a higher return on your time and uh, if you could do more prospecting because you weren't doing all the nitty gritty. So it's like, how much is it worth to spend to get a good client, to get a good, um, I don't know, web developer or somebody. Uh, what's your what's your hiring and screening process? Because I, I find that like that's where a lot of agency owners, uh, if they're struggling with talent, it's often related to the process they're using to screen the talent, right? And to see if they're going to be a good fit. Before, since we have no enough uh, fund to to give them uh, a decent salary for our freelancers, we just get some uh, uh, students like OJTs to work for us, um, and I will just pay them hourly. But right now, we get some. Um, I, I I I can see them uh, like a beginner, like they like if there's a three five years work experience on that field, I'm willing to pay for that. Right now we have four uh, social media specialists. Um, they do the copywriting, they do the um, some basic graphic designing. So we get those people from referrals and some someone who all, we also know. And I also try to get some web developers like we post it on our website. We post it. Uh, we get some leads from uh, Upwork, from LinkedIn. So we do some uh, job posting there. Then, yeah, I have uh, one web developer last year, but um, it seems like it, uh, he find it really hard to juggle things. So uh, being a student and working, so he decided to study full time. So yeah, those things like. Um, if I need some quality leads or quality candidates, I can pay on Upwork or LinkedIn to get really an expert because there I can see the 
the past experiences, the review of their clients. So yeah, yeah I think those are the, the next steps. Yeah, and it's been for hiring. It helped me when I I started thinking about it like a sales funnel, right? where I was like, okay, I'm going to have different stages. I'm going to have it's, we're going to go through a funnel, and the test project was really helpful, right? Like, see, it's easy to talk to somebody or see their resume, but the test project is just so helpful. We'll pay them a small test project fee, and uh, yeah, it's it's really helpful. And do you think that you guys are paying below market for the web developer, and that's why it's hard to hire them? Like you're not paying a competitive salary or what do you think the roadblock is there? I mean, if we, we want to hire a, uh, an average uh, earning web developer, I, I don't think I can pay them full time. Maybe an hourly or a contract based or project based uh, salary. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're, that, we're on that stage right now. Yeah, that makes sense. And how many pesos per month do you think of like a full-time web developer costs? Like in the bracket of 30,000 to 50,000. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. And I, you know, it's a tough thing. I know that when we had had our agency running and there were some decisions we had to make on like taking a pay cut ourselves and then increasing this employee compensation. And the experience I had was cutting my pay for a little while and paying someone who was really good actually resulted in me making more money in the long run because it freed me up. It, it, it was just good for everybody. So I, it's a, it feels like a scary investment, but that was really helpful for me to say, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to pay what it takes, like, you know, out of profits and it's less profits for me, but um, then it generated more profits over time. Yeah, I also do like a percentage. Like, I have I have this uh, uh, website project, and I have this uh, freelance web developer. Uh, we're just cutting the uh, the commission like uh, forty sixty. Yeah. Since I get the the client, but I also helped him. Like, I do the design, he do the back end, the coding, developing stage. So. Yeah, that's that's definitely good for everybody. And, and I mean, that's that's cool that you guys have some of the project basis things, too, because I found even now I, I like project based a lot where it's like you just if you if you have projects stop, then you don't have the expense. If you have more projects increased, then you have more expenses, but it makes the cost variable instead of fixed. And, and maybe you make a little bit less profit than if you had them fixed some months, but it's so much less stressful in my mind. Yeah, I agree. Before you start the project, of course, you have in your mind uh, what is the cost and what mm -hmm. is your profit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then you're not worried about the hourly rate going over, you know, because if you talk to developers and say, hey, here's how much I pay you for the project, and they say yes, then there's no worries about hourly, hourly rate anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, hourly is good, but uh, tracking, like if you're an admin or we have this... Uh, a payroll manager. Mm -hmm. He looks on the the screenshot of what they're doing, the freelancers doing. Like, uh, it's really bad. Like, she's she saw someone watching YouTube, watching Netflix, um, even watching uh, like movies. And you pay for them for watching for irrelevant things that is not really profitable. 
agency. So it's exactly. really uh, uh, disappointing. But right now we're we're polishing things, and things get better right now. Yeah, that was I. I just found that I don't like having to police people, right? I don't like having to go in and see what they're doing. So if I say, all right, here's what you get paid for the project. Um, if you do it in five hours, you know, you make a this hourly rate. If you do it in 50 hours, you make this other hourly rate. It's up to you, right? Here's the deadline. You can do it how you want to do it. But uh, that was really freeing for me. Yeah, fixed rate. Yeah, the fixed rate is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's neat. So right now, the bottleneck of hiring is I, I don't think I quite got what part of it's the bottleneck. Is it generating the leads to do it? Like, is the first thing you want to do right now replace yourself as the web developer and have a web developer handle a lot of your project work? Yeah, I mean, in the meantime, uh, I just need to be really picky on on hiring someone because I have bad experiences uh, Wait, wait, wait! Before we started this agency, I have I've worked with different um, web developers, uh, different nationalities. <laughs> I have to work with different culture, and I find it really hard. Do they have the skills? Do they have the um, the ability? But it's not on the it's not on the nationality. It's not on the skills. It's really on the right person if they have the passion if they have the concern for the agency i think that's the that's the biggest uh check on my checklist mm. yeah it, it's hard to work with people if it's hard to communicate and if it's hard to um be on the same page so how do you screen like take me through let's say that right now you you're generating leads through craigslist upwork indeed um and you have them all fill out a form so Walk me through that. Like, what is what does your form look like? What kind of things do you ask? What um, things like uh, the basic, of course, the the basic information, uh, some some technical uh, evaluation, like what tools do you use? What uh, can you show me the links of the the projects that you worked before, if it is possible? Um, then we also do the the assessment test like um it's also paid like um if if you can do uh two postings captions with graphics for our social media specialist um then just pass it on us we will we'll get back to them and me and my wife will assess if it is uh on the, i i will assess him on the the creative side and she, my wife will do on the the, the grammars everything so those are some, just some of the basic things that we do normally for our hiring process that makes sense yeah and i wonder what do you think you need to do differently to find people that are a good culture fit right how, how do you think you need to add that to the process i will always believe in uh, working on a hybrid system like I need to work with them initially uh, physically, like if it is possible to work with them three days or two days, then the rest will be virtual initially. But then once we get the process, they can just freely work as a uh, remotely. So those are just uh, something that. Oh, that's interesting. So 
for doing the like working physically in the same space is that just because you want to get to know them better or what's the reasoning behind that um i mean um i can always check what um uh, what what he's doing or what is the quality of what is the process that he's uh involved what what's the process of like or the work ethics that he's uh doing inside the the agency as compared to when he is alone working on his room so really i'm really picking on the not on the skills it's really on the work ethics because skills is there but if you don't have the ethics or the i always mention passion um you will just stay on the company as long as you want but if you find it really uh they find a bigger offer on the some agency they will just leave you like you don't matter to them yeah that's a hard one though because i i feel like you know when i hire and when people work with us i go hey i want you to pursue the best opportunity for yourself right where I, if if they have let's say another agency approaches them and they can pay double what we're paying them go oh yeah you should totally take it right and i i feel like part of the struggle is it's uh it's like building a place where people want to stay right the the right work life balance the right pay the right things like that because it is really hard um i find that's why we raised our prices just to be able to pay people better right because it's it was just really hard on the lower prices yeah and it's ideally to work with someone who's near or within your area like if you want to work with them on the co-working space get some coffee to drink and a bit chat to just to get to know uh, more than just the, the professional side i need to know that the person and to be friends with them so so they can also know my work ethics how i work and what is the quality of the output that i'm expecting from them not to be so bossy because i i, I always believe that if you establish the respect you don't need to be bossy if you you can be a boss and a friend for your or freelancers or your colleagues without being uh too authoritative or positive yeah yeah that, that makes so, so that's sense. the reason why i i'm looking for someone who's uh, working or to be part of our team who is within the area so you have more time to be yeah, you know, that it is nice when you can get together with people locally. So, that, um, you know, that's it's neat. I wish you the best with finding the right people because it, it, it is a struggle, right? It's and it's just like closing clients. It takes a lot of volume, a lot of leads to get the right person. So that's well, so that's the reason search. why <laughs> that's the reason why I mentioned we work from nine to uh, two a.m. So that makes our, our life really busy. <laughs> yeah yeah i bet i wonder man you know i i hope that 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 you guys can get those hours to a little more manageable level too because it, it don't burn out right like don't burn out on the thing that's sometimes when you work really long hours i feel like the effectiveness starts to drop after a little while and then i don't want to i don't want to try to interview you again in two years and you guys say oh we're done with agencies because it's too much work um 
but yeah we we still have the freedom to like if you want to go outside or get something to eat play with my little kid here <laughs> or oh, do, yeah. do some house chores it's just our like um, office uh, work hours like we're open from 9 a.m to 2 I got you. I got you. It's not like sitting at the computer the whole time. That's me. Well, got a little little uh, transition. I always like to hear what other entrepreneurs are reading or using to learn. So, where are you learning from right now? Or what kinds of things do you um, do you read or you know people you follow? Or what what are your sources of learning right now? Source of learning. Um, I always watch uh, YouTube videos to improve my editing or to cope up with the new trends or techniques in editing. And as a as a as agency owner, I always join uh, local communities in uh, Facebook, in Upwork, um, um, webinars to really catch up or join with the likewise. Uh, like-minded uh, person who is also an uh, an agency owner and digitalmarketer.com is really a big help for me i have some few modules here that i like a pdf that i always read to have some directions for my, for our agency nice that's neat well cool and i uh, i think that you know it's it's always cool to hear where people are learning and what big question you know do you have a specific question you're researching right now it's is it like how to hire what what's your i feel like if you look at my youtube history you can tell what problem i was trying to solve in my business at the moment what's the what are, what have you been looking for learnings on like the problem that i need to solve or that, that i want to solve is really yeah it's it's on the manpower, hiring the right person, and um, sales pitch for clients. Or what? What is the right system to, like the the end to end process of getting projects, getting to know what uh, the the client. Um, I think we need to have the, this questionnaire before we start the 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 project because right now yeah we just get the the uh, we just i just prepared the proposal send it to the client they just sign it they see the budget there uh that is uh, uh good or they're satisfied they have the enough they have they have enough fund to fund for this campaign or for this project and they will just sign it send it back to us and without knowing really the getting the exact expectation so it's really hard to work like um i think we need the questionnaire yeah yeah let's see so it sounds like you've got a lot of different things you know that you're you're looking for learning the right thing on now that makes sense well kel thanks so much for coming on the show um if people want to find out more about your agency and they want to get in touch, maybe they need help with video or website or whatever, then where should they go to find out more about you? Uh, you can contact us here on www.intricateideas.com. Uh, um, you can also find me in Upwork. Uh, my name there is uh, Kel Drapin. If you're a freelancer inside Upwork, you can reach out to me through Upwork. And I also have um, LinkedIn.
also um, uh, message me there. So uh, if you're interested to explore some um, positions that we're offering, like we need some web developer, we need a um, graphic designer right now to help me. So feel free to reach out. Perfect. Well, Cal, thanks again. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Great to get to know you a little bit. And uh, for any other agency owners out there, you know, if, if you are an agency owner that makes six figures in revenue or more a year, we'd love to have you on the show. It's just a time to chat, hear what you're working on, and get your agency out there a little bit more and just be in the trenches with other agency owners. So thanks again and uh, all the best. Thank you too, Lance. Good time to have chat with you. Yes, you too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here. Happy to have you.